Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder, you where boop is surprised. I'm Sheriff Truman. This is Agent Cooper. And back here is our child, uh, Deputy Andy. Welcome to the show. Uh, we are here to have a good time. Uh, Was there any point to that? No. <laughs> so, okay. So I, you asked me like 30 minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> so the sad, you know. No, no, person, no. It's the simple. This, he's, he's not, not sad. simple. He's emotional. He I don't mean, no, what, what do you think simple means in, in this context? Like a southern simple. No, 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 like, no. Bless no I, I mean that scene where he whacks himself with a piece of wood and walks it off. Yes. I'm talking about like. He found the boots. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, okay. He found the weed boots. Everyone should watch no, Twin Peaks. We're doing all of this for Alden's sake. Uh, but uh, there you go. Watch Twin Peaks. Uh, I, I watched uh, an interview with Kyle McLaughlin earlier and I was just in Love a Twin him. Peaks mood. I was last week going to do one, but I forgot about it. I was going to do um, that. I'm, uh, oh, dang. What is it? Um, I can't remember, but you were going to be Chuck Winnebanger. Um, <laughs> there, there's uh, newscasters from the Ratchet and Clank games. Yes. Um, and so I don't know. I, clearly. I am Philip Jeffries. For, for everyone. You know, this is 2022. We've been doing this for four years. Peek, let's dream. peek behind the curtain, okay? We live in a dream. <laughs> um, like, who do you think I, that I, is? To Larry? let you know what happens when this show starts, I put on the music after we've spent like 30 minutes hanging out with our guests, and I forget that there's a show after the music. Listen, <laughs> who cares? So everything that happens after that is not planned. The only thing planned is that today, here and now, we are going to talk about. The finale, the climax, the big end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's right. Return of the King. Uh, we're here to finish it out. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks now. Yes, we have. Um, it's strange because we started this year with a series talking through the Batman movies. And it felt like that took forever in a that good way. That was this year? That was this year. And um, now here we are with Lord of the Rings, something I, I've been looking forward to. I was very excited to talk about. It's it's equivalent to my first time seeing these movies. And sure. I just wanted to talk about Consciously it. Consciously seeing these movies. It's flying by. It's flying by. We're already at the end. Um, and next so, week. Or no, not even. The week after next is 2023. The week after next next. My point stands. I think time is a flat anyway, circle. Who cares? Uh, without further ado, let's begin the end. It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Wow. <laughs> Who's going to hug me? And we're done. Good job, guys. Good job. No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Great to right. have you on the podcast. Oh. Good night. All right, guys. Later. Sadly, Frodo lives. Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, what is uh, your beef? Re real quick. Uh, good night, Jerry and L. Thank you for. Aww. Good night, Jerry. Bye, Jerry. Jerry. We all love you. Um, and so, yeah. So we've been talking through the Lord of the Rings. We uh, have done fellowship. Uh, we had. 
a heck of a time where I proved I don't know as much as I thought I knew about this silly little universe. It uh, was incredible, though. Watching you learn new things. I, oh. I, I think I said it last week. I've never felt more like a scrub in the Star Wars fandom than I did talking about Lord of the Rings that first week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, so but that said, like, you know, this is all all new. I, I'm discovering this world of high fantasy and everything. So um, mm-hmm. starting off with you guys for the same thing we've asked the last two weeks. But like where where did your love of Lord of the Rings start? Um, because you were either easy picks or suggested for your love of Lord of the Rings and, and this in particular, Return of the King. Um, and so starting off with uh, newest uh, member of the herd. That's uh, me. Nikki. The latest guest to question their their life choices. Um, Nikki. Uh, I don't think it's the first time Nikki has questioned his life choices. We're, we're, we're used to it by now. It's not the first yeah. time today. It's yeah. like it's, uh, it's just like oh, this is not the way. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, ahead, your your love of Lord of the Rings. Where where did that come from? Where did it begin? It began. Um, I'm gonna say it began with a Burger King kids meal when <laughs> nice. they were handing out uh the little plastic fellowship that would come that you could then piece together with every uh you know if you if you got them all That's and the first cool. one i got was strider which was very cool and i was like oh this guy looks like jesus and um <laughs> and then, <laughs> this is my new God. <laughs> yeah, i pray to you now um and then i got some cat called gimli Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then, um, and then it began for real in a, in a theater. And then you had the weirdest yeah. nativity scene ever. For sure. Little, theater. little Gollum was the baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it began in earnest in a, in a theater, um, in 2001, late December. And I think the way, the best way I can always describe my experience with the fellowship of the ring is it's how it sounds when a lot of the like original generation of Star Wars fans talk about when they went to see Star Wars for the first time in a theater. Mm-hmm. And like, so for me, like Fellowship of the Ring was like, I lost track of space and time. I was like, I remember being surprised when, when it ended. I was like, what? What are we doing? We, we got, still got to get, get to Mordor. Um, so like, I, I just, and considering I was um, nine and I had no no idea three hours had just passed by like it was a pretty special that that's um, a good movie right there yeah so it it really began there and then it it you know it avalanched and it became the most important thing in the world you know um as it do yeah and so so yeah it's it's just been it's been an epic um journey since 2001 with everything tolkien um that's that i've discovered since then and and I'm glad it's able to continue with, you know, the rings of power. So yeah, 20 years later, it's just, it's just a fun time. It's a fun time to even now think back on it all and, uh, and just continue to keep exploring it. So I'm curious, like, was it a, you got this cool toy and you needed to know more or was it like getting this cool toy fulfilling? Like, Oh, I saw this movie. It was magical. What, what came first? Yeah, I think, I guess it was, um, I think I'd actually, I'd seen the trailers, I think. Okay. It's probably the mm-hmm. first thing. So I saw the trailer and was like, oh, this kind of looks like that guy from the, the trailer doing the cool, like jumping on like 
stairs that are crumbling at school. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think is like one of those things where, yeah, I was like sort of, you know, prepared. I was susceptible to, to, its, to <laughs> yeah. its, its sorcery, right? Like, you know, it was, <laughs> I was ready, ready to be in on it. Um, sure. So I think, yeah, it, it just became one of these things where it's like, oh, I will probably like this. I think a relative was like, oh, you should go see it. it it's mm. good. You'll like it. Um, so, yeah, I think it was more. Um, I don't know if the toy like was the thing that I was like, that like motivated me to go see it. Um, but it was it was like sort of a fun thing to understand it and be like, oh, this is also my favorite character. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Rad. That with Transformers. Also, I mean, yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, like it, it, there is something sometimes where it's like getting it in your hands and mm -hmm. then it's just like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> you know, that, a star scream and I was like, look at this twink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that, that's a joke for, uh, Chris Ryan's and very few others, but, um, yeah, like that's back also when Burger King toys used to slap. Yeah, like you ain't the best. Oh my best. gosh. I, I remember I was a kid on a mission trying to get in 2005 all of the episode three ones. Mm. Um, like the really weird deformed ones they did with the big yeah. heads and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Forgot about your, those. Yeah. Well, and then like um, I think McDonald's had the inspector gadget one where it was like yes. kind of yes. like the fellowship where it's like could get the different parts of mm -hmm. the I think that's inspector. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What I think we need to um we need to track the descent of society with the descent of burger right when king. did we stop selling cool toys at yeah like <laughs> like burger king burger king has in my opinion no you got a fair point not not the same levels anymore on yeah. a whole oh, no. on a whole scale no. so it's no. like i think i think there's a there's a you know video essay in there somewhere oh about, absolutely my about, first you know, dragon ball z toy yeah. came from burger king yeah get on that tapestry on that video essay. <laughs> there you go <laughs> give us a thread uh alden uh <laughs> But first, why don't you share about uh, your beginnings with the uh, world of Tolkien, sir? Yeah, it's interesting because this film that we're discussing tonight was my entry point, even though it was the ending, because I am eight. I recently turned eight when this movie came out. You look great. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry. I'm eight now. Uh, it just, Benjamin, Benjamin Button over here. And, well, Benjamin Baggins. Slowly, <laughs> slowly figuring out how to, you know, you just passed me. And everything. It's so, written in crayon. Says I'm twelve. <laughs> yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so I'm, I remember Lord of the Rings existing because you're already you know like many of us nerds were already going to the theater to see like harry potter or Raimi spider-man or mm. you know some of us like things like shrek or the timber in planet of the apes or like Cinema. so like i've been to the movies and I've, I've loved movies already as a child and my vhs collection you know i was burning out the same rotation of things but lord of the rings my perception was like oh that's my thing my, that's the thing my uncle likes like that's that's like the nerd thing that is like more complicated. And so I didn't, you know, I was, I didn't see fellowship or towers and theaters cause I was little um, attack of the clones is 2002. So I see that, but no one takes me to see fellowship in 2002. Um, and then late, you know, probably late November ish, like before this movie comes out, but like it's about to ramping up. My mom was working with a woman at the time that became like her best friend. And uh, her name was Marianne. 
you know, I was a child, so I don't know how it came up for them. But my mom does not give one iota of an F about nerd stuff. You know, she very rarely will she watch anything that could be considered genre or nerdy. But at some point, her at the time best friend was, I think, mentioned to her like, oh, I'm going to see um, Lord of the Rings. But she was unmarried, had no children, like didn't have anyone to go with. She wasn't from this area. And so she was like, you know, do you think that your kids would want to go? And my sister was older and didn't care. And so my mom's best friend took me to see Return of the King. And so I'm, you know, so I go and I'm sitting there and I've told the story in other shows and I know Nikki's heard it and we, we just rewatched it together. So I reiterated it again. I, I associate this movie with a feeling like the first time that I watched an adult motion picture. Like, mm. I feel like I'd seen movies before this, but this is the first time I saw a film. This is the first time I saw a <laughs> motion picture, like cinema. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. You were just itching for Twitter to start so you could do a thread. Yeah. I predicted it. Yeah. I willed it into being. It just took years. Um, but I also associate this with the first time I overcame fear that spun out of fiction. The opening with Smeagol, Deagle, and the Gollum transformation mm. scared me so much that I tapped the and whispered, like, can we go? I didn't want to, I didn't want to stay. I was terrified. Oh. I was like, like, like freaking out like a little kid does when like they don't want to go into the haunted house or when they're afraid of, you know, whatever it is. And she said, um, if you're still scared in five to 10 minutes, we can leave. Um, but trust me, it's OK. Like there's it's, it's going to be fun. And then a blur happened. And then at the end of that blur, I'm watching the Battle of Pelennor Fields and I just remember I, I don't think I've ever felt you know everything's bigger in your childhood mind's eye mm -hmm. so it's like it was probably not like some great theater it was a standard size screen like as an adult I can go back and contextualize it I know what theater it was it ain't that great but like I <laughs> like but I in have, memory it was grand yes th there is not a memory in my life where I felt probably the battle of geonosis is like right there like the jedi charging the droids but okay. that ending not even ending because there's still an hour there's left in the movie after that yeah. but the, the, the that everything from rohan showing up at the battle to credits felt like i was i was never tinier like mm -hmm. i thought that yeah. like the world was different Coming out mm -hmm. of that, I thought everything was different. Then I got the 2003 uh, Hobbit game, which is not canon to the Jackson stuff. It's just an adaptation of the Hobbit on GameCube. Yeah. Um, Return of the King game. Then I wanted the figures. I had an Aragorn figure. I had a Gollum figure. And I I think I had a, a Bilbo Baggins, one of the Ian Holm Bilbos. And I, I was just immediately like, what is this world? And my mom's brother is like a Tolkien head, like his whole entire life, like an expert, like dude speaks Elvish, like, like really hardcore. Nice. And, and would, I would ask, I would just throw questions out. Like, like, what is that sword called? What is this place? What does that mean? What is this? And it was, but it was also 
it also had an air of inaccessibility, which I think made it attractive to a lot of us because it wasn't like, like with Star Wars, it's like, oh, we had DK doing like, you know, the reference yeah. guides and the visual dictionaries and stuff. And that didn't exist for rings. Like, it's not like there was nothing, but there was no, um, like, it, you know, there was no Tartakovsky Lord there of the were, Rings. There were like, entry points. Yeah. yeah. There was. That's yeah. amazing. It does sound amazing. Yeah. But, but there was, yeah, it was just like, you had to find out about it either by reading books that were above your reading level, mm-hmm. if you're right. that age, or through adults. And yeah. so it felt like being led into like this really special thing. You know, mm-hmm. you can't yet. Now I relate to these characters because of theme, but back then they were larger than life. Like I didn't, I, you can relate to Peter Parker or Harry Potter or Hermione or like Wolverine, you know, any of those characters. But mm-hmm like Legolas and like these people. And he was my original favorite. He is, he's still up there, but like as a child, I think Legolas was the coolest. Um, And (laughs) just seeing him and, and just being like, I don't understand like what he wants or where he's from, but I can't (laughs) stop looking like I've known him for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. It was was crazy. It was crazy. So yeah. it's almost like that Hobbit's perspective, right? It's the perspective mm-hmm. of all the Hobbits. It's like they're they're yeah. being thrust out oh, into wow. this wide world, and you're interacting with these these larger than life people. Like, I mean, imagine yeah. imagine being like Pippin and be like, oh, someone says he's the heir to the throne of Gondor, whatever that means. You know, yeah. While you're yeah, spying on a meeting, yeah, like exactly. It, exactly. It, it does What's feel that king? way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, What's yeah. A, like like they're like that, and then going back on maybe dvd like these didn't have vhs releases did they i can't remember they did, they yeah. did. yeah yeah so wherever where, whatever format it was but then going back and like then filling in fellowship and towers and seeing it all the way you know supposed to be seen and getting to know them and and understanding like to your point kev like the like sam's whole like this is you know the furthest away from home i've ever been i've ever been and then <laughs> to know like where it ends like it it just felt different. Like it yeah. was, it, and then you, then you find out that it's the grandfather of all these other things. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really unique experience. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I think, I think, um, you know, being, we talk so much about Star Wars, like, and um, even like what you were talking about, Nikki, it's like, it, it's, it's a very, that very similar avalanche kind of experience of yeah. stepping oh, yeah. into this new world and everything. Oh, yeah. um, I've not been able to like describe that as well as you when talking about like the Phantom Menace and seeing that with my yeah. mom. It's captivating. Cause that, that mm. was the first star Wars in theater for me. Mm. And it, it was completely different than watching it back home, you know, watching the same three over and over. It was a whole new world. And it was one of those things where it's just like, all right, I am in. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and, and as yeah. much as I could at home with streaming media and everything, like it did, it, it still feels that way. That's amazing that it translates 20 years later it, through, you know, a, a much smaller screen um, and still like for me gives that zeal, you mm-hmm. know, that, that energy and that awe uh, that you're talking about. Yeah. It's one of those things like it, there are things that hit different for everybody what you guys are describing the only thing that i can really have a touch point with that is because i'm wearing the sweater Mm -hmm. uh the first time i sat in front of a dark room 
and sat in front of the TV with my brother and playing Ocarina of Time for the first time. Mm-hmm. From the yep. moment the the fairy fountain music kicks in on the opening title. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And like that yep. is I've been in forever. It, ha- it helps that Zelda or uh, Link is like Strider, Legolas, and Frodo all in one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I will say he does get a little bit more Pippin in the later games. I, I, wish, yeah. I wish Frodo would talk as much as Link does, though. Why are you so mean? Just, in fairness, this is like... I'm not, I'm not a Frodo hater, but it's if you're new, it's difficult yes. to watch Return of the King. I think. Yeah. So there, there is even a supercut of Frodo in Return of the King. Uh, all the times he stumbles, fall down, falls down, or slows down. He's tired. Oh my yeah. gosh! He's, <laughs> he's well. That's I mean, not to like jump to the end, but that's something that Nikki and I've talked about a lot lately in terms of like different types of heroes. Is that Frodo's classic, right? He's Luke. He's Harry Potter. He's Katniss. He's that he's the guy yeah this is link but this mother effer loses loses it's over he's done it's only circumstantially because of samwise and Gollum that it works out yes it's a tragedy as much as it is a victory yeah Yeah, well and then like uh and then to you kev uh not to steal it away too much but like (laughs) yes um the the I what I would argue is one of the things that I actually liked about Frodo's journey and honestly shows any fruit of any of this um, like tumultuous hero's journey um, happens only in the book with Return of the King and it mm-hmm. happens in the the last chapters where they're like wrapping up everything and they just didn't have time for when the hobbits return to the Shire. And it's just like, this is where Frodo actually like steps up in a way. And, mm-hmm. and it's not through drawing a sword or anything. It, it, like there's so many thematic things going on there where I'm like, I think this would have helped me um, because I, I did still end this trilogy watch with like being the biggest Samwise Stan. And As just you like, it's one sure. of those things where, like, I, I think I've said it every week now, where it's just like, Frodo's not that bad. It's just that he's right next to Samwise, and he's up here. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. I think it's the point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, it's the story. The story ends with Sam getting the book, and, you know, it's it's kind of like he does, yeah. t- he does take it over. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, like. So that's that's one of the things we we don't we haven't spent a lot of time because of how we could almost do a whole series on what's different between book to film, and I would definitely oh, yeah. need Kevin and Justin on the, on on that yeah, one. But, yeah, but but it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter, right? You know, because they're they're two things. They're two things. They're two things. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 written the the actual legendarium that J.R.R. Tolkien laid out is its thing. That is its thing. And if you can always reference back to that, that exists. And that that material functions best being a personal experience because nothing that gets adapted to screen is going to match what you have up here while you're actually reading this. And that's the special part of it. That's what remains special. That's why Tolkien's work has endured as long as it has and it's past these generations. When it comes to these adaptations, they have to be their own entity. 
they have to draw inspiration from it and they have to understand the themes and to that to that end every adaptation i think has accomplished that but they have to be their own entity they can't be completely anchored to this like i mean the idea of a 1v1 uh interpretation of lord of the rings if they were to reboot it and do exactly what's on the page on film it would it kind of be boring and, mm. and it would it would take and it would take 90 days to finish one film there's a reason why books are books exactly and, and like it, it, you have to get down to that to the acceptance of uh of kill your darlings to a certain degree like there are people now 20 i mean when they shot these in late 98 99 mm-hmm. and then into you know and there are people still still angry at the omission of bombadil or that frodo and sam didn't go to osgiliath in the books or that yeah. you know like uh, or the the changing of the how aragorn's supposed to already have the sword and like the like there's all these things but it's yeah. like if you're going to you're making cinema and i think that mm-hmm. like that what this film does so well is that it might be I don't want to throw around the word best, but like Return of the Jedi is my favorite film, period. Star Wars or not. It's just my favorite movie. Um, but I think in terms of like cathartic endings, Return of the King might be the most like complete. And it's something that Nikki mm-hmm. and I talked about while rewatching it is that like the the fact that it has like six endings is like a thing that has been like talked about to death it but takes like, 40 minutes to end the movie but you need them all that's the yeah. thing yeah and that's they still it. cut stuff out yeah and there's exactly. still stuff out yeah and we made yeah. the concerted not effort like concerted effort's the wrong phrase we made the focused choice to rewatch the theatrical um just because it's the it's the most seen um and the the one that made us fans but like you know like you can't you you can't not do everything that it does. Like yeah. it's there's several so points. Long. Yeah. Several points where it's like, oh, that's a good ending, but it's not the ending. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So exactly. and it hits that every time. It's like, yeah, that you know, bow you bow to no one is a great ending. Exactly. But you, you mm-hmm. it's not over. Like no. you have to close the loop on Frodo's journey. Well, and, exactly. and that I, goes all the way to the end. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's something like it started that way too like you start off in the shire you got this young hobbit young um however they age but it starts with frodo he's like 50 50 something by the end at least 50 like at the adventure start yeah Yeah. but there's like a a big gap between and it's like a year of a journey or something like that right a little over i don't know if time works so uh you start out with you know, yeah. um, the Hobbit. You start out with this farm yeah. boy. Like he's it, essentially eighteen. For <laughs> yeah, it's it's that coming of age. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and so, but then the the fellowship slowly builds, and you realize that this issue isn't just that Frodo has the ring. This issue is how the ring affects uh, men, elves, dwarves, and hence the fellowship. And so it's it's like mm-hmm. we we start to build this twine. Uh, of a story it's not just a single thread it, it starts to become a rope and and in the same way at the end it has to unravel that rope now as yeah. they they all go back to their own lives they have to fundamentally end... change yeah to the so, very core so like the not the ending um as you put it nikki but like 
the the first ending where it's like, oh, Frodo's okay, everybody's okay, it's all, all great, laughing. and we're gonna spend thirty seconds in slow motion celebrating. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like that's the group ending, and then we go from there to the more individual um, stories. And like to Kev's point, that like that's the whole point is it's just like it's great to have this community uh, joy over something, this mm -hmm. fandom as we call it now. But at, at the same time, like you've got your own story entwined with these things and yep. you have your reasons for liking what you like and, and um, liking it the way you like it and everything. And so, yeah. uh, you know, that's why like we're, we're super preachy on like what you like. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. We can yeah. all come together, but I also, I'm, I'm sure if we you say preachy, I say aggressive, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which yeah. some would call preachy, um, <laughs> you know, we could untangle exactly the way each of us individually uh, and we're kind of doing that uh, with what's supposed to be the intro, um, you know, of how you <laughs> right. come we to this movie. To <laughs> right. It is a very talking intro. It's but, taking but, forever. But, but good. Yeah. Right. A lot of talking. <laughs> right. I have bread and uh, cheese in the other This room. is a fine wood, not moist at all, you know. Yeah, um, no. yeah. Yeah. That's a joke for last week. But anyway. Yeah. We, we, we all have our own thing with Return of the King, and that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's just like, at the end of the day, like like what you like, how you like it. And um, I think when looking at adaptations, it's the same way. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's about getting to the end result. Like you mentioned the the sword, fracking, man. Um, Alden. Mm. I actually saw some uh, someone talking about that um, with like, so, you know, he shows the sword to the the dead men and, and it's just like, oh, this is the symbol that he, he can make this deal that he can call upon our services and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the book, it's uh, he's got like this um, tunic um, that his girlfriend made him that has the the tree of Gondor that symbolizes it like he's the yeah. heir. Right. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. talking about like they do the same thing. Um, yeah. Like they, they get to the same point where like the result is achieved. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like if you prefer the you know, long journey uh, with getting him the tunic in the book. Great. If you like the very quick um, and, and also very dramatic reveal of the sword too. Very yeah. Oh my gosh. I was I so, I was so worried for Hugo Weaving's ears. Uh, like <laughs> when, when he pulled that thing out, it's just like, Whoa. But Elrond <laughs> doesn't flinch because Elrond's a real one. Elrond, implicit trust. That, I mean, that, if we're just talking about scenes, I mean, we've talked about this on air off air, like that moment is ever it's Howard Shore, Hugo weaving. It's the, the set, oh, yeah. is the, 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 the Weta and the prop and the Vigo and the, like that, especially when you're older and you're thinking about what Aragorn is, you know, and classically like he's, you know, I was trying to explain it to my nephew once because Lord of the Rings, again, it's big, it's dense. It's not as accessible as a lot of things. And mm -hmm. I was telling him, I was like, he's Simba. Like, this is a guy that is running from potential. Like, this is, mm. you know, this is a very classic thing. When yeah. you finally get that, like, you know, the whole Anduril, the flame of the West. And then what they're saying in Elvish, like, I give hope to men. I keep none for myself. Like, it's not like character arc over, but it's like... He, Elrond, El, El yeah, Elrond says it like, you know, put aside the ranger. Like yeah. that's that's mm -hmm. when you that that's a moment that's so relatable. That's mm -hmm. as relatable as 
Uncle Ben dying or, you know, Bruce Wayne in the Batcave, you know, like it's that's a that's a human human moment in the highest fantasy. And that was the thing like I was going to say is like I relate more or I I guess I just enjoy and jive with more that scene between Mm -hmm. uh, him and Elrod getting a cool shirt more than I do if. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean. Say like, like safe to say like I the the way that all went down, like swelled up something in me more than I think the the more romantic. I, I'm really boiling down how it happens in the book, but like yeah. m- more it's than an that, ordeal. you know. Well, no, yeah, and you're absolutely right because I have the, I have the same feeling around it because in the books, you know, he's Aragorn is a noble person. He he mm-hmm. presents as noble. He has many moments in the books where he is acting noble and everyone sees the potential of the future king, right? What makes Aragorn in the films more compelling is in that moment where he actually takes Andril and he, and he, I don't see it as him. Like, he's like, okay, I'm, I am now going to be the king. It's like, I am now on the road. I've taken mm-hmm. that first step and it's still with trepidation. Mm-hmm. He still has doubt. He still does not know if he's up to the task if or, he, or if he's still going to fall prey to the same thing that his forebearers did mm-hmm. but the fact that he does it anyway mm-hmm. he steps out anyway that's what makes him relatable it's like it's like alden said it's, it's a human moment for sure and that's what makes these films function that's how they have been so enduring is because yes it's taking place in the trappings of high fantasy but it's still a very human story and it's presented in such a human way mm-hmm. like that's what makes it so relatable. Like I remember the the last time I watched Return of the King, I cry at the same point. Every time I watch this movie, I cry at the same point because there's this it's the moment at the Siege of Minas Tirith where it's right before the, the Rohirrim has shown up. Gandalf's had his staff broken by the Witch King. They're on this little level. There's a troll banging on the door and it's just Pippin saying like, I didn't think it would end this way. And then Gandalf has this wonderful consoling moment where he's assuring Pippin that this is not the end. And mm-hmm. And Gandalf is doing in that moment, not only is he reassuring Pippin as a compassionate individual, he's doing what Gandalf does best. He is inspiring courage in others. That's what Gandalf does. That is his power. Yes. And I literally he, cried at that moment at like two in the morning while <laughs> <laughs> rewatching it. <laughs> Every time. And, I, and, and, again, it, and I, what's I, amazing I, is that like it's been 20 years. Like we all know the dialogue. Like, yes. You know, I, so, what Gandalf? Yes, See, we, all, we all like, know the dialogue. Exactly. We all know it, but it doesn't like <laughs> it's just like chills, you will. But like right. it, it's like you like this. I think the the paying dividends of, of Jackson's movies, like it, they might be next to Star Wars of like the ultimate, like it gets better as you get older. Because when I was when you're a kid, you're Mary Pippin, Frodo, Sam, and then by the time you watch it now, especially during hard times, like I don't know if anyone watching noticed, um, the world kind of sucks right now. um, (laughs) That you you might have heard Um, (laughs) historically not great. Um, The but like when you hear went down after something like unrelenting hope and optimism is so like this was like it was a turning point you know because like a couple years after this we get batman begins and then everyone grossly misunderstands that and wants to dark and gritty everything because they don't understand like what the grounding is is uh and we've just you know we've gotten away from this that's why rings of power this year was so refreshing to have again Mm -hmm. but like 
it's the sensitivity. It's something that we talked about when Nick and I were rewatching, like that Gandalf takes a moment in the middle of a fight to be poetic, that men love each other and give each other forehead kisses, like forehead kisses for the homies. Yeah. Just, just cause there you <laughs> yeah. go. Can't just kiss like, any of you. Yeah. He's you're absolutely right. It is that unrelenting Digital. hope. Yeah. <laughs> Digital it, kisses. And it is that unrelenting hope. That's, that's what it is. I mean, I Absolutely. remember when I first saw the fellowship, my dad took me and I had no idea what I was getting into. And to this day, I don't know why he's like, yeah, let's go watch Lord of the Rings. I don't know if he listened to a lot of Russian Led Zeppelin back in the seventies, you know, <laughs> well. yeah. but you know, this was 2001, December, 2001, just a few months after nine 11. And yeah. I remember being in the theater, I was 13. I was in the theater and it's in the Mines of Moria scene in Frodo's telling Gandalf. Again, everything comes back to Gandalf. I want him to be my grandfather. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. He's telling, you know, he's saying, I don't, I, I wish the ring had never come to me. And Gandalf has the line, so do all who see such times, but that is not for them to decide, et cetera, et cetera. That line took me out of the moment because of my little 13 year old brain immediately connected it to the, to the wider world events and not understanding what was going on and having everything come, all of your innocence come crashing down. Yeah. And not knowing what to do with it, not knowing where to go forward. But that singular line from a movie spoke to me so intensely that I was like, oh, no, I'm stuck for life with this <laughs> because it was it was comfort. It was comfort yeah. in that moment. It was reassurance. And like that's it's, it does the same thing for me that Star Wars does. Not only does it provide an endless well for me to dive into because there's so many different ways you can get into this. It provides that hope. It's that that tether to just mm -hmm. hold on you know you know that's what that that's why it makes me cry all the time yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah. well uh i was talking to someone recently about um like film films are about the only thing that makes me cry mm -hmm. like it's true put on big fish you are blumbering this. oh my gosh <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. heck i mean put on the last jedi i still get teary-eyed when luke uh you know peace and purpose that last sunset like um, mm -hmm. because of, because of the way film talks to me, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, I, I don't have this, oh, it's art kind of like it, thing. It's, it's more of how I see life play out before me in a way that either makes me feel seen, makes me mm -hmm. feel not that, uh, different or, or, uh, makes me feel like it's not always going to be this way or mm -hmm. you know insert situation here it's just like and and in the same way you, you know you grow with these movies um it's also like where you are in life sometimes yeah. in life you are gandalf and that's mm -hmm. that's great be the light to men please we need it but mm -hmm. a lot of the time like i think part of the reason if i can like get not really real like part of the reason i think i hate frodo so much is i'm more like him than i think anyone in this journey I'm the guy that can't remember the taste of water and potatoes. I can't remember the Shire I left. Like life sucks. Yeah. yeah. So you don't hate Frodo. You hate being called out. Basically, yes. <laughs> like I hate, I hate feeling yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're like, it has nothing to do with Frodo. It has everything to do with the fact that uh, who would want to be the ring bearer? And that's, yeah. I think that's a very realistic, like, yeah. Who amongst us, like, it's it's interesting right like to see somebody crumble that way it mm -hmm. it does feel like a call out of humanity but also 
it's it's both it's both really dark and, and and saddening but also really hopeful because yes he crumbles and we all feel sometimes like we are that you know who hasn't clocked out of work gotten home sat on the couch and felt like like you know naked in the dark <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like yeah yeah exactly I, I was gonna be like who hasn't felt like when he's got like the orcs are talking and he's got like Shelob's web on him. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't feel like that after a long day. But at the same time, the, the fact that it had to be them, it had to be a hobbit that mm -hmm. and a dwarf would have failed. A man yeah. failed in like T minus two seconds. Boromir failed <laughs> pre mission. He yeah, was right. already, for no, for good reasons, you know, like his, his heart was in the right place. Um, but it had to be, Frodo and I think that that's that's an, a big idea like it has to be you mm -hmm. because you can take it and yeah. that's and that's the and, and it's funny that you bring up the the last Jedi stuff with Luke because in the in Phil Shostak's uh, uh, beautiful art of books that you get some of the creative notes from like some of the summits and Filoni being such a Tolkien head was like no Luke has to keep like Luke fading away at the end of last jedi is frodo getting on the ship he's like yep. the hero carries the wound like that's the end like that's why you know that's why you don't have rocky come back and rocky balboa and win that fight yeah you 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 don't have uh you know i i still haven't seen maverick but something tells me you know just by how much everyone says it was amazing that it's not like it was just so easy for him in the movie like mm -hmm. it's like no. If you're gonna be the person, um, a price has to be paid. Um, but but it, there's a beauty in the fact that you could do it, and yeah. so it's it, it's a complicated thing to throw at people, you know. Yeah. It, it, which is why, like, I think it was it, it was cool to have in the 2000s for you know all of us being you know kids and teens, like to have all of these characters and stories hitting at once, like. Frodo and Aragorn sort of because you know yes it's an ensemble but like Frodo and Aragorn are kind of the dual protagonists right like sure. yeah. and Sam you know you can make the argument the trinity of I the three it. of them you um, can't have Frodo without Sam I you can't yeah. they're really a unit so but with that it's like that's something that all these stories were telling us like you can't be the 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 oh why are you gonna say that? <laughs> he does a little bit. why are you gonna say that he's so much more handsome oh uh so much more handsome than Eggman. i don't i don't think it's a bad thing have you seen jim carrey's dr eggman I jim carrey's yes. handsome jim carrey's yes. handsome. that's oh, true yes that is if, true. I, if i had a scintilla of the talent my yes <laughs> yeah um but like you know all these characters that we mentioned in the periphery like you don't get to be like luke doesn't get to just party he also has to go burn his mm -hmm. father's corpse like yeah spider-man doesn't get to kiss mj at the end of that first one he has to walk away like yeah. harry is the boy wizard but that doesn't mean that everything's great like yeah. you know it's, he literally it's, has it's, to die at the end he, he, like, <laughs> yeah. literally has to die yeah <laughs> sorry uh, i've gotten a, a, an appointment uh it's yeah. not uh, <laughs> hey remember when they remember when they like shanked and skinned aslan on screen like i do you remember know, that like, that was like, dope that, as hell that type of stuff like kind of has to happen and yeah it's it's 
it's hard to see, but it should be hard to see. And it's and it's not like but, it's not without levity. I think Return of the King might be the funniest of the three oh, movies. I, I don't know. I don't know where I there, stand. There's that, but... a, there's a because of the mini plot threads. I do yeah. think there's a lot of camaraderie that goes on. It is um, also technically horror because of the way that Denethor bites into that tomato. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he could eat that tomato for hours. Um, no, honestly. no, he deserved every ounce of that fire, every ounce of it. I, <laughs> I hope he screamed all the way down. It, it's mm-hmm. one of those difficult things for me because clearly he was like corrupted through. Like, it, hear me out. I just mean, like, I'm listening. It's not a Palpatine situation where abs- absolute evil, like, he devolved that way and he was and, a bad yeah. father yeah but there's there's yeah. no coming there there and there is no coming back no but and and that's one of the things i like about you know this whole journey is that some things are irredeemable because of choices uh and, and that's why choices matter and but then there's are there is like we were just coming off of it there's no uh such thing as everything is hopeless too Mm. right Right? so it's like yeah Gollum, smeagol they're gone (laughs) for sure like frodo doesn't have to be though Mm. um like sauron absolute evil uh he he's a snake he ain't coming back from being a giant eye in the uh (laughs) but no denethor it was one of those things where it's just like at one point you weren't this i mean it's like i pity Mm -hmm. worm tongue the same way where it's just like you weren't always there's dialogue saying you used to be like yeah. my trusted friend well like, mm-hmm. yeah. i i yeah. shared even um that like uh during the watch of this like about the parallels to how evil corrupts like that yeah like literally the ring corrupts its right. bearer you know right. um and so it's one of those things where it's just like when you do those things and when you make those choices at some point you know it mm-hmm. becomes you. I mean, even the I always say it wrong, so I'm going to call it a plantain. The Palantir. Thank you. <laughs> the fact that you knew Kev is why yeah. you're here. That's why I don't know what we're talking about though. Yeah, he's here to wear metal shirts and to know things. I got I got a metal Christmas sweater. You do. I know, and I'm very impressed. I love it. Yeah. It was a special edition. I, I wore it to upset the old white ladies that don't watch this show. <laughs> Who cares? Right. Um. Where is it going with that? Uh, plantains. plantains. Yes, plantains corrupt. Yeah. And that's part of why they're <laughs> that's absolutely true. dangerous. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's the cool thing about the, the there, that's the difference between the book and the movies. In the book, it's the Palantir of the Tower of, of Minas Tirith that corrupted Denethor. He looked too mm. hard in it and he was, he was seeing what Sauron wanted him to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in, in the books, you can understand the fall of Denethor. He's been driven mad by Sauron, right? Yeah. yeah, but in the movies, it's it, again, it's it's a little better because then he's just a dick dad. Like, yeah, he's just a yeah. bad dad. I, I actually like that. Not every so, um, uh, the king of um, Rohan, Theoden, mm-hmm. Theoden, Theoden was already under a, a magical snare, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. don't, I, I like that they chose not to make Sauron the the vice of everyone. I agree. Like, you know, for me, the way like I watch yeah. this is that Denethor was corrupted by the world. Like he was corrupted by grief and yeah. what was happening in the world. Right. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. And and 
and well, yeah. So the the world had gotten to him and made him the king and father. Well, not king, but the the, hand, the steward um, and father that he was. The death of his son it was the thing that made him irredeemable. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that point, um, but I like better that. Yeah, sometimes it is the influence of others. Sometimes it's your choices in the influence of the world. Like exactly, you know, it, it adds cards to the game of the lessons you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, because I think I think everything in the Lord of the Rings films actually, I, I think you you nailed it. It boils down to choices. Everyone chooses their path in the Lord of the Rings. Like Frodo chooses to take the ring from Rivendell to Mordor. He makes that choice. Everyone chooses to accompany him. Mm-hmm. And when the fellowship splits, everyone makes their choices to do this, that, or the other thing. The whole thing functions on the choices of these people and the, yeah, I guess the, the purity of those choices or lack thereof. Right. Yeah. No, that's a big point because, you know, we talk about irredeemability and all that stuff. And we we've said earlier, Frodo fails. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. Frodo. <laughs> Never <laughs> enough Balrog. Um, but Frodo fails, and it's one thing he he's been corrupted completely. Mm-hmm. But it's like again choices. Frodo saves himself because it was his earlier choice. It was his own mercy to not kill Gollum mm-hmm. and to keep him alive, and just as Bilbo did. And it, you know this goes all the way back to Fellowship. You know it was. Um, you know, it's yeah. a pity Bilbo didn't kill him or whatever. And mm-hmm. and so Frodo actually is his own hero in that he loses, but he's saved by his own goodness. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's like, and it goes back to the choice. And I think that's why he, again, is built different to all the other people who have been corrupted by this power. And it's it's why he's mm-hmm. the important hero, because it it stems from his good heart. For oh, yeah. sure. There, there's oh, some yeah. Luke Skywalker-ness to it in that um because you know luke is very human i i appreciate so much the human stories we've gotten of him since return of the jedi um but the thing that the the thing that makes him uh human is also the thing that saves him every time and that he's luke skywalker Mm -hmm. yeah you know and and so I, i feel like it's that same tug of war for sure with Frodo where it's like, it's, it's the thing that he's constantly contending with is who he is and how, how he's fulfilling this calling um, mm-hmm. or, or this responsibility that's been thrust upon him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. We're making up for the last two weeks of like, not enough lore conversation. <laughs> no, the lore yeah. is necessary. Like the actually, yeah. and I'm even saying words, Lord of the Rings words this time. I'm like I'm so you. proud of you, dude. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of you. You need to go for a fourth one. It gets better every week. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, know, you, man. Our guests are always amazing. I, I the will thing say. is, we're going to have to talk about The Hobbit. Yes. So yeah, I just got to keep it up for a year. That one, I'm going to almost <laughs> insist that you read the book. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that was well, my I mean, just one book. Open. Yeah, and it's not that it's, it's not that intense. It's not that intense. It's it's, it's not Dune. Yeah, no, no, it's not that. No, nothing you is know. Dune. It's it's no. the one that's the kids' book. Yeah, like, exactly. It literally is. Yeah, yeah. Fundamentally yeah. changed my life. Right. Oh yeah, me, you know me too. Me too. That was my entry into Tolkien when I was mm-hmm. in middle school. Was I found a copy of The Hobbit in the library, and within the first paragraph, I was like, "Oh man, this is this is heady, even for me." Uh, but I'm stubborn as a mule. So when I run up against something like that, I'm like, nope, nope, you're not going to break me. I will finish this book. 
see you know? that that was me oh it was just uh in my head i think uh harry potter yeah um where it was that where it's just like i kind of heard sideways like in era where it wasn't necessarily leading immediately to a movie right um, like i'd heard about this thing and it was one of those things where it's like literally nothing else to do yeah and this book is there mm-hmm. might as well and you know that if game over where it's just like oh all of a sudden i'm in this universe um right and and never expected to get uh ensnared but yeah i mean that's the thing that keeps that's the common thread any kind of fandom that i am like feral over is (laughs) is anything that has a deep enough well like if Mm -hmm. i can get lost for a lifetime in connective material and i can keep immersing myself in it you've it's like it's like uh, groundskeeper Willie. You just made an enemy for life, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly we'll just what it is. For life, well, like, exactly. <laughs> like we were talking about, like when when it's so infinitely digestible, and, mm-hmm. and in so many different ways, like it's the it's the thing that just keeps giving. Yeah. Um, I, I that's why to... that's the staying power. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. I come back to I come back to the Lord of the Rings every year. I, I listen to the audiobook every year, mostly because my job has me on the move all the time, but I come back to it all the time. And, you know, I know this year I dove headlong into everything Tolkien. I did the Lord of the Rings audiobook, The Hobbit, I did the Silmarillion. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> better than Luthien. <laughs> I did. Cho- no, if you, I mean, if you want an absolutely like desolate, you will develop a drinking problem after reading this. Children of Hurin. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if, if you have a read this book with a steady supply of antidepressants, that's all is I'm that, saying. Is that in the Silmarillion or is that a separate thing of itself? It is. It's a, it's, it's briefly referenced in the Silmarillion and it's greater expanded upon in the Children of Hurin. And it is a, it is, it is Tolkien's swing at like the classic Greek tragedy where it's like, oh, oh nothing wow. good is happening to anybody. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't do it. I, I don't do drugs because I read the Silmarillion in sixth grade, <laughs> and, and it's just like I don't need it. My mind is my mind is mush. But like, that's, the best, that's, the, that's the, I'm you, that's the best thing though, because like you can dive into the heady stuff, and then you can go back and you can like watch the Lord of the Rings movies, and you're like, ah, ah, it's a ball. Yeah. Well, yeah. For sure. Exactly. Wait, I, I was um, info dumping on uh, Boot recently about uh, consensually. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> We always we always ask first, um, and, and just to, can actually you know what housekeeping thing for nerds out there the two that listen to this show, um, like always ask for consent. Like I don't do that thing of like for a lot of things. Hey, have you seen this or have you heard about this or um, you know like yeah. don't don't do that thing where you're like trying to open like pry open the door to talk about what you want to talk about. Just yeah. ask. If you can share what you're hyper fixating on, yeah, and if they or if they accept, make a Discord channel, yes. <laughs> which I've done several times at this point. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um. So anyway, so yes, consensual uh, info dumping, and about Gundam, an anime series, um, uh, started in the '70s, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking about how like series to series, it's been a long running. Um, actually, it's got. Um, and new series happening like right now, new episodes are coming out. And so it's existed since 1979. Um, and for a long time, it was in the hands of a single creator and uh, it would be back and forth series to series uh, with how kid friendly or how depressive it was. 
um, based on how he was in life and also what the studio gave him uh, ability to do. Mm -hmm. So like the first one comes out and it's super cool. Adults and kids like it. And they're like, Hey, make another one and do whatever you want. Just, just make another one. Right. And so the next one, everybody dies. Super depressing. The good guys (laughs) become the bad guys. Like it's just bad. Like imagine uh, a sequel trilogy. uh, Well, no. Well, but imagine a sequel trilogy to the originals where like, say where everybody dies. (laughs) No, but where like Luke becomes (laughs) an, Luke becomes the next emperor. Oh, okay. Like that's the equivalent of what goes on where it's just like, oh, the turntables. And then they're like, um, yeah, we're going to have to cancel that. And uh, you're going to have to do the next one like way different. Right. Um, and so it's that back and forth of like, oh, this is depressing and makes me feel things. But then there's this like lovely turn yep. your brain off and enjoy thing. There, guys. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a ball. Um, and so now that Alden is not uh, dumbfoundedly silent, I'm just kidding. No, no it's true. <laughs> I, I oh, wonder what people thought for the past Chana, five minutes. Had a brief um, uh, moment of uh, weakness with the ring <laughs> over. Uh, fun fact, everyone. Nasty. Um, your body um, is ill-made. And yes. uh, I am now. I am drinking water with Alka Seltzer for some. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I was I I've had flashbacks continually. I think it's been like two weeks now, uh, because lo and behold, we talk off air, <laughs> and you were talking about like it, like the human body in peak physical form and how many times you would take a dump during the day. Oh yeah, like if we, <laughs> if we were perfect, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think it was like some History Channel thing that was like if we if we hadn't ruined everything, we would probably go poop like six times a day and we would sleep in bursts instead of an eight hour is that sleep not shift. normal so you know that <laughs> you guys I don't do that Mickey's <laughs> <laughs> like i the peak <laughs> specimen right get on my level guys um built so different <laughs> after having just had that grand stand about like getting consent for info dumping i have shared that with like a dozen people since that conversation now you know. <laughs> unconsensually the look that i get every single day when you just share information that nobody asked for pretty much <laughs> does everyone not it's the boop special it, it, the yeah, special it, it happens at least 15 times a day where it's like something comes out of my mouth and my brain's like oh no that happened huh there's no getting that back yeah. oh, i don't yeah. think i have ever once and to loop it into tolkien it's been happening a <laughs> lot because of rings of power like it was the other day i think i was talking to our friend all of our friends jared uh the dark Jedi from nerd Academy. Mm-hmm. And I, he said something and I was like, let me tell you about the Elven King Fingolfin. Uh, <laughs> and like, like I don't ask to info dump. Him. That's like, <laughs> that, I think, I think that's why I love, uh, uh, boop and your tendency to just be like, here's an animal fact or like, yeah. here's, here's something, <laughs> here's something I hate about the way people do their charcuterie boards. Like, like, here's it's like, so like, stupid. Oh my, my gosh. D- butter candle. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in it's my pretty, life. It's pretty dumb. It's pretty okay. dumb. Do you guys want to I'm going to unconsensually uh, uh, info dump my cool mug on you guys. There we go. Yeah. Do you want to know where a vanilla <laughs> extract flavor comes from? At some point. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, I do have. I've had this question sitting for a minute um, for Kev because, funny, funnily enough, Bradley, uh, we were talking about this sort of before the show started. Uh, 
Because that's what you do. That's what you do. So, can you uh, imagine being stabbed by a stinger that big? Uh, no, but I I can't imagine it was fun. Christopher Um, Lee would know what sound it makes. (laughs) Absolutely, he's he's been there. Oh, we had a whole we had a whole uh, uh, spider stab gate moment, Nikki. You remember? Yeah, we did. We had big questions. bring, Bring up bring up what you brought up to me and break everyone's brain, like like we had. Okay, so yeah, I, I was just curious. I was curious why why the mithril vest stopped the, the spear, but it didn't stop the Shelob um, stinger. That's a good point. So we just we, oh, snap, he did have that on. Old magic, right. like is it just so, so anciently yeah. evil kind of thing? We came like, up with I guarantee- like, a few, like one, it, the, the most logical explanation is that the mithril vest stops like most shirts at waist. And it mm. might have gotten him in like it's a upper, 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 <laughs> upper groin. <laughs> yeah, he had probably a sport bra mode. <laughs> yeah, probably so. got thrown upper groin. Also, like if you're a dude and like you wear a tank, like I've got a tank under this shirt, like you know, if it's disheveled underneath, his, like could have just seized a. It's not tucked right. Like there are possibility. But then the most fun is that, as you know, we you know, and like I don't, John, I don't know if you know this, that spider. Shelob is like itty bitty baby status, mm-hmm. and its mm-hmm. mother is Wait, a spider on. called Ungulia. Why did you assume I don't know? <laughs> because you've been talking about how you're new. <laughs> I'm offended. You're right, but darn you for being right. <laughs> <laughs> this giant ass spider called Ungulian was like big enough to bring down like the trees that existed before the sun so is that like so he's kumonga from the godzilla series yeah like a kaiju spider once existed and this is just its last kid he He said oh i thought you were talking about no uh, she she loved yeah she loves the girl i think angulian was a girl too yes yeah yeah for some reason all the spiders were female yeah yeah to be fair i did not ask their pronouns black arachnia that's true that is definitely a she her yes what kind of if you want to feel weird about like how you feel about spiders? Look up Black Arachnia uh, to yeah. Transformer. It will make you feel things. But anyway, Silver Bolt. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I had a moment there uh, before you like called me out judgingly. Where like I've reached the so I put a Just how he talks. <laughs> I put a candy cane in my coffee before the show, and I had reached. Oh, is that what that was? I reached the point where like it, it didn't spread throughout the coffee. It's no, all all the bottom is just. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So it's just slapping me in the face. So speaking of bug deterrence and whatnot, peppermint. But Kev, how would you uh, take down (laughs) Shelob other than your Um, just swole cannons? Okay, so... You got a license for those things? Yeah, uh, it's expired. Um, (laughs) Ideally, you would want to use a micro-encapsulated formula because most standard pesticides don't enter into spiders that way because they don't preen themselves like insects do. So yeah, you'd want to go with the microencapsulated. Uh, hold on, let me say it like a like a real Texas uh, uh, pest control guy. What you want to use is a microencapsulated blend. You want to use about a gallon of water and say about two ounces of active ingredient. You want to agitate it real good, spread it everywhere. Barring that, a good twelve gauge ought to do it. <laughs> and honestly, like how shameful for Samwell as a as a man of agriculture to not know this. 
Right. Like it's, it's what are you doing? Right? Like low, low status gardener. <laughs> we, exactly. Uh, but a good friend. And that's what matters. Oh, yeah, man. Samwise is the best. Samwise is the best. He, it, it, if I could be one person, it'd be Samwise. Mm. Dude. If I could aspire to be anybody, it'd be that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I, I can't, like, I talked about that in Fellowship when running down the roster. Like, he, he's my favorite because of that, because, mm-hmm. because of a, how inspiring he is yeah. and everything. Like, I, I'm definitely there with Gandalf because Gandalf says the most things that, like, reach me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the one where like they get everything of my attention all the mm-hmm. time, they stick with me even well after seeing these things, like the, you know, we talked about the, the speech he gives into towers yeah. even like oh, yeah. all like, Oh my gosh. Like Samwise really does it for me, um, for that. And, and, you know, wanting to be that yeah. wanting to yeah. be the one that doesn't give up. Uh, exactly not, not, you know not I mean, the one that stumbles all the time exactly this, literally the reason i am the type of friend that i am to people is because of samwise well, that's called napalm of, brian who is actually uh ddt and durs band <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, some of those words <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah the characterization of samwise is loyalty in every form like that is what makes him such a good person is because he is the last scrap of home that frodo has yep yeah and that is so incredibly important he is the reminder of what he's fighting for and he's also he gets to he gets to be without being the chosen one you know he's not the ring bearer he's a ring bearer he's not the main character he's you know the b character he's like he's like one a support but he gets to have his own self-fulfilling prophecy that's not about myth it's just about an ideal you know a hopeful ideal when he says like it's like the great stories mr frodo and he goes into that at the end Mm -hmm. the fact that he gets to be the one that gets to finish it and you know and and you can have fun and look into the future and know that he becomes i think mayor of hobbiton and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and like everything that he would go on to do sam much like you know it's no coincidence that Jon Snow's best friend is also named Sam and would also chronicle the story of that world uh you know talking about inspirations and stuff like somebody has to be the one that tells people you know yeah. somebody has to be the one that that's what that's a very like George Lucasy like it's never Star Wars canon but like there's a common idea like is the Skywalker saga like R2 years later you know someone that was there for it like you need so. somebody that is like media aware of where you know of being in the the in the story. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean the <laughs> thing that the thing that inspires me the most about Samwise, and the thing that he he's the character that gives me the most resolve and hope because no matter what, he just keeps putting one foot in front of the other. Exactly. There's nothing that stop. He is a Terminator. He just keeps walking <laughs> yeah. forward, and. Like that is, that is, that's life, man. Cause like you're going to get beat up constantly. You're going to look yeah. like Rocky Balboa after going 15 rounds with Apollo Creed every day. <laughs> and all you can do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. For sure. And like, that's, that's the thing. Every time I see the movie, especially when he picks up Frodo and he's carrying him up Mount Doom, I'm just like, go little rock star. 
go. I can't carry it, but I can carry you. I, oh my god! Him. Right? Like, oh uh, yeah. Right? I yeah. would just drag you from the back. Of the <laughs> That's I love fine. you so much, you... but I cannot. <laughs> There's absolutely times like take, that. <laughs> they would take each of your giant ass feet. Oh my gosh. Well, like I said, I, I'm proud uh, of us um, for how on topic we've been. Uh, I think this is yeah. the most we've actually talked about Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> but what I, what I like is every week, um, you know, it, it always starts the same. And that's really what sets the pace, I think, mm. um, and the fun I've gotten to have in different ways each week's had its own unique spin on it because it all comes from the way that uh you know all of the guests um join us in like loving this thing Mm -hmm. you know and so in you know in the first one it's all that fun and relationship and everything and it's it's all these cool characters Mm -hmm. it's this awe and everything and then the in the second one it gets to get more personal and all of that and now here you know with the the things it leaves you with when you leave this mm-hmm. journey, I think, is the cool thing that we've been able to kind of journey through and whatnot. But nonetheless, because we are in an extended edition podcast, we cannot go for everywhere, uh, forever. But um, I did want to talk about some highlights, big moments, favorites. We've talked about a lot of things, but if there's anything in in particular, like this is the thing um, that makes it for you, or or that you know plays <laughs> in your head even. Um, that, that... It with the... <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me out. Of well, okay. well, no. have have at thee, sir. Go, buddy. Shall I? Um, yeah, I mean, a there's so many moments in this movie that you know are are just incredible. You know, when they stay with you forever, but. Um, I think my favorite scene of any movie ever made that I've ever seen is Rohan arriving at um, at Minas Tirith, and I love that scene. Every every time I watch it, I start tearing up. Every time I listen to the music in the car, I start tearing up. Um, and it's it's one of those scenes because that I love. I love it across all sorts of different um, stories because when they get to the, the field. It, this story ceases to be about the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about these people. And you meet them in the two towers and they're broken. Their yep. king doesn't know anything. Um, he's, you know, he's under the spell of Sauron or Saruman. And, um, you know, his his family is a wreck. His son died. You know, you see more cheer in a graveyard. You know, it's that's what Rohan was. And now they're on the field and they've found themselves again. And, yeah. and it's done with Howard Shore because Howard Shore gives you the most triumphant version of the Rohan theme. And, mm-hmm. it, and it just goes. It goes for it for you know those, those three minutes. And I just love those scenes because it's about triumph of the spirit. And like it doesn't matter when we charge into this army. If we all die, we found ourselves again. We are the people of Rohan. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to go. And so I always love that scene and just like, it's like, so like inspirational to me, you know, it's, um, I, I'm seeing that also, I, I thought of, um, when I saw it was in Loki, when, when classic Loki yeah. mm-hmm. gets up and, and what's, what's the, the glorious purpose, glorious purpose, purpose. He found, yeah. he found himself again, you know? yeah, yeah, he Incredible. found his, he found his meaning. 
and yeah. and it, it didn't matter that he was he was Dunzo's. Like it's yeah. that's what it's about. Like we talked, um, we brought up Rocky. Like we did Rocky Balboa um, on What I Done Film Club, and when he does that final fight, you know, he's in his late fifties, early sixties. He's walking and waving to the crowd while they're still announcing the results. Mm-hmm. It's not about it. the results are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. like Theoden's yelling death. Like that's what it, like, you know, and, and in two towers, it was sort of cynical, like for death and glory. And Aragorn's like, no, for Rohan. And now he's able to focus that into something like that is way more pure. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it feels and that there's a series of those. Like when we were watching it last night, Nikki, like, even small ones, like something that stuck out to me that had never dawned on me that I think is sort of in the same family of that is when Sam is, as Nikki points out, going this, down the stairs in the worst way, should have <laughs> climbed down this way you instead gotta, of climbing down time, this man. way. <laughs> um, and he's heading back down the steps and he sees the Lambus bread that Gollum tossed and he looks at it. It's the only time that Sam ever exhibits wrath. And it's not wrath, like, I'm going to go up there and kill this, you know, it's not that. It's, he's looking at it and he's like, this wretched creature, like, you don't get to decide my narrative. Mm-hmm. And and that happens with Rohan, it happens with Sam, it happens with Aragorn. Like, that's why Aragorn's speech is famous, is, but it's not this day. Like, it's not mm-hmm. to say that we won't have trials later. Life's yeah. not, like, it, life sucks sometimes. Aragorn knows this, especially now that he's king. Like, if we make it out of here, yeah, there's still going to be problems. But right now, we we have the moral victory, and sure. and I think that that's like, I mean, that's the stuff, right? Like, that's uh, exactly it. That's well, Luke like, like throwing yeah. the saber. Like, yeah, that's Alpine, the secret sauce. You can still kill him, you know, but it, right. uh, the moral victory well, is over. Going going back to what we were talking about earlier, like that that's the choice. That's the the themes of choice, and and like the choice you make matters more than the results of your choice, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, in that, like you know, you bring up Luke in that sense, like like tossing your sword away. Like what what good is that in this moment? Well, I mean, like the the choice is made. What what happens now happens, but the choice was made. The choice exactly. to not kill his father but save his father the choice also to not turn like he didn't turn anyone else's way but his own in that moment um and and, you know the culmination here where it's not him choosing to take up the sword and go train with yoda uh it's now the choice to start your own path it's not the cynical choice to defend uh your place pridefully it's the choice to stand for something um and at least you know die standing and to end a cycle, right? Because the problem with like Gondor and Rohan throughout this has been like, well, they were petty to us once. Well, they were right. they were they were petty to us once, and like yeah. mm-hmm. somebody finally has to be the ones that that is the that is so sweet. Just, oh, that's so sweet. I'm not worried. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. Shout out. I'm I'm absolutely crotchety. <laughs> you are you are merry. I so funny because like I aspirationally know who I'd like to be in Tolkien's world. But it's it. I think he has the hardest to place. Like that's me, you know, out of sure. all of them because they are so heightened. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to be anybody in the fellowship, even Boromir. I think Boromir is is a a highly underrated character, and he's I agree gotten closer to my favorites as we've gone on. But 
Yeah, I, I yeah, the the Rohan the Rohan charge is incredible. Um the moment that I wanted to shout out before we, you know, we're talking favorites is what's become my favorite line in all six of the Jackson movies is right at the end, right at the harbor when Gandalf says, I will not say, do not weep, or I, I will not say, do not weep. <laughs> <laughs> not good, good cheers, like that line has not to be like super serious and take the mood down, but like, it has been a hard two years. These have been the most depressing two years of my entire life. And I have had moments in the kitchen, in the backyard, in the room, just like while editing, while working, on whatever podcast. on this tonight, <laughs> right? Literally right now in the bathroom while thinking I was going to be sick. Like I have had moments where I'm just, I will constantly just try to be like, I will not say do not weep for not all tears are an evil, which when you simplify it, like a fraction is just, cry yeah and and just just do it but but also because like like yeah the fellowship ends but the fellowship was a formality but like what we all gained is never going to be taken away and then Mm. you know again you can have fun with it and learn that one day uh Gimli Gimli gets to go to the west and Legolas leaves and Mm. and uh Merry and Pippin's bodies are are in a tomb next to Aragorn's like it's like the it, it, the fellowship capital F is over but like you cry because we we did it like and we yeah. it, 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 real a, yeah. fellowship where the friends you made along the way oh <laughs> come on Nikki I think Lord of the Rings <laughs> invented friends we made along the way Probably. I think it really can be considered like the first one yeah well one of the things so for me so like i i love transformers it pops up every now and then if you follow me on like there's literally a transformer right there. yes yeah Uh, sorry i'm already holding one baby that uh fell Fell over but yes do i need to hold this one my new my new uh favorite uh star saber it's not a gundam i thought it was i thought it was a gundam too it, it was designed by the same um, mechanical designer that designed the Zeta Gundam. So, oh. which is the first transforming Gundam. There's a theme. Dial it back. Yeah. Um, Don't get started. So, <laughs> but but I, I hear Zeta Gundam and I'm like, I know what that is. I don't. <laughs> no, no one does. That's why we don't talk about Gundam. We will one day, but it's going to absolutely be. What was the one Gundam show that was chibi? Uh, oh, Gundam SD. Oh. It was the little, the little, little chibi little, little guys. I watched that on Toonami, I think. Yeah. So um, that that was a thing uh, that, <laughs> that happened. Yeah, Gundam SD, Super Deformed, was, was a yeah. thing because much like with Star Wars, I'm gonna kill you. Much like with Star Wars, they try to <laughs> have something for every age. So that yeah. was the, the the younger audience one, um, you know. And then there was Gundam Wing that was happening at the same time and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. but, Gundam is the best. Um, see, now you're talking, and now I'm talking about Gundam. See what's happened. So, but anyway, my point being, like, <laughs> nerd, I, I, we're trying I, to talk about something cool, right? Clearly, <laughs> I, I love these, I love up, these things. Um, the Transformers run of comics and a, a literal era of, of comics is ending with IDW comics. Um, and it's just a big deal because, uh, so much like this was when like Dark Horse lost the license to Star Wars stuff. I don't know if anybody else yeah. grew up in the era of Dark Horse Star Wars comics, but like if you 
loved the Clone Wars. That was what was happening. If you read um, uh, any of the uh, foundational like Boba Fett stories, um, if you read Heir to the Empire in comic form, like Dark Horse owned Star Wars for so long. And if you wanted something other than traditional books or movies, it was comics and, and they did it and did it well. Um, and so this is happening for Transformers fans. And the thing that the creators keep saying and the drum they keep beating throughout all of it is the phrase, we achieved something. Um, mm. You know, everything they're mm. doing and saying their goodbyes is about this, the sadness. Yes, but it, it's more of looking proudly at what happened not not mm -hmm. lamenting that it's over but glad that it happened and and so that it was supposed to take like 30 seconds to say all that but don't cry because it's over cry because it happened yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but to to your point like uh, so that my version of that recently has been that we achieved something like and turning that into to me of like you know i i'm achieving it may not be as much or what I want exactly. And it may not be everything right now, but stuff is happening. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I feel how I feel right now. Uh, and I have to let myself feel those things. Uh, but I, I'm achieving something day by day, choice by choice, thing yeah. by thing. Um, and so I I don't know what I have to say more than just like, I, I really love that, that yeah. moment. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, the whole movie is full of beautiful moments. I mean, the 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 fact that you know we could go this long without the without the uh, without talking about so many iconic moments. I mean, it's just stacked from top to bottom. Like the beginning of the movie is instantly iconic. The yeah. the oh yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean it, it has felt that way. Um, the 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 Eowyn stuff with I am no man, the <gasps> like yep. is, is instantly iconic. The, the stuff with um, the, the actual, you, you touched on it, John, the, the, the summoning of the, the army of the dead. Um, I, I think one of the most hardcore, just like chills down your spine lines ever in film is you will suffer me like yep. it, it is so good and Which it's I like say to all of you at least once a week absolutely um uh kev tops big moments favorites that it's honestly it's nothing that actually occurs within the movie it's the music um yeah. absolutely it's 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 howard shore's score Mm -hmm. um because without his mastery and that's what his score to those films is it's it's a master class in movie comp in movie film score composition um but it's uh, with all of those moments that are so powerful and impactful are part in part that way because of the music behind it um everything from the big bombastic moments like the, the charge of the Rohirrim at the Pelennor fields to the small moments like that. My favorite moment where Gandalf is consoling is comforting Pippin and giving him courage. Cause there's that, that little quiet refrain of into the West in mm -hmm. the background there. And then of course, like the, the movie ends with Annie Lennox belting, you know, into the West in such a beautiful fashion. Um, oh, it's beautiful. It is. It is. I mean, like in every, every one of those movies has, Something that like you wouldn't think that I would listen to this stuff. Like I like you know, the end of, <laughs> seriously, seriously, because at the end of the fellowship, it's Enya, right? Right. Uh, yes. The the end of Two Towers. I, I cannot remember the name of the artist, but she does Gollum's song, and it's beautiful and haunting. Yeah. Um, 
And then you get Annie Lennox at the end of Return of the King. You know, it's not something that's in my normal rotation of music. I mean, but it's so beautiful and it's so mm-hmm. it's sure. so hopelessly connected to the movie and the experience that I listen to this mm-hmm. stuff standalone. It's like what I if I've got work to do, I, mm-hmm. I'll put the Lord of the Rings on. I'll put, you know, if I've got editing or whatever, like, or even just some busy work, I'll put that on because or because it's just there's there's these beautiful ethereal moments and and it goes it goes all over from these loud bombastic huge musical moments to the most quiet subtle things it's it's, that's it for me it's 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 an amazing range of atmosphere um i laugh in part because like like an hour before the show um i discovered a metal cover of icy fire Yes. So one of them. Jonathan Young, right? Jonathan yes. Young, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Dude, the, oh my god. Jonathan Young is like one of the most underrated YouTubers, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. For sure. I love so much that he's like really breaking like he's he's collaborating with one of my favorite like major metal artists now. Mm. Um like I, I love so much that he's getting to take what he does. Like nothing's changed. He still does mm. his thing. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I love that he's getting to do it for bigger audiences. He's kind of like yep. resurrected uh, Dio. Yes. Yeah. That's Same a good way of putting melting. it. It's oh yeah. So <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, he, it, it, it's like you talk about like the, the, it's the big stuff. He, he, he's really able to make the big bigger mm-hmm. in a lot of, he does it with Disney all the time. Um, check it out. You know, not a sponsor, yeah. but check but yeah, out John. I, I, I couldn't endorse it hard enough. Also check out Caleb Hines. He's amazing too. They did Caleb a cover of it. It's tough to be a God. And it is yep. amazing. Now we're just talking music. Yeah. Anyway. Something, something also about the the score. Um, I like. I I also love it so much. I I I di- can't give you my. This is my favorite film score of all time. But like, Return of the King is in the conversation, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's just it's, you know, it's perfect. And I think also something that I don't know if people like think about a lot is how influential it was on scores going forward because Absolutely. i think without the return of the king soundtrack revenge of the sith does not have as much choral like bombastity you know yeah. like i don't think it goes as big if they're not also listen you know sort That's of hearing fair. this new tone of mm-hmm. of closing out That's um, fair. so yeah i think i think it really did leave its mark that score in particular on fantasy on film on you know all sorts Oh, yeah. yeah, well, like I, I talked about last week, because I, I think it just stuck to me more into Towers, but like how I see scenes in my head and hear the music or vice versa, oh, yeah. where like it's so inseparable from the media um, because it pairs so well with the the, the setting or, or mm-hmm. the circumstances. It's that weird synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Concerning Hobbit smells like bread. Yep. I like that. Sure. <laughs> It's a thing in my brain. Whenever <laughs> I hear concerning hobbits, I smell bread. Isn't smelling toast like a stroke thing? <laughs> yeah. That would or you're overcooking your toast. Uh, or, or you're overcooking <laughs> your toast. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, whichever's yeah. more likely. That's sad. Um, anyway. yeah. There's something so powerful about the music of this movie mm-hmm. in particular. Because, like, my favorite scene is... Uh, good grief! I can't remember his name. <laughs> All of it. I love that scene so much. 
um, Pippin singing Edge of Night to Denethor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. That is such a powerful song. And Billy Boyd absolutely crushes it. Mm-hmm. All of the emotion in that scene coming from his voice. And I've found in my life that if I ever need a good hard cry, all I need to do is listen to Billy Boyd sing. Because mm-hmm. it's that one. Yeah. And it's the song that he sang for The Hobbit. Oh, that one's so good. That one's so yeah. good. I will yeah. beautiful. disintegrate yeah. into tears listening to that song. Yeah, interesting. I know. I obviously know the the one from Lord of the Rings. I don't. Well, I'll play it for you. Know yeah. the one about The Hobbit. And um, I was glad that you know it's not in the same canon, but the they kept the tradition by bringing Fiona Apple in for Rings of Power. That this the season finale, she does the yes. the song about the forging of the rings, and it is oh, awesome. I'm, I am all about moody <laughs> women from the history of music coming in and just dropping a Tolkien banger and then moving on. They had, <laughs> they had, they had Enya, so they had Annie Lennox. They got... Exactly. <laughs> I'm it. in. I'm into it. Yeah, oh, I'm for into sure. It. Um, so, like, uh, mine my favorite thing is I think kind of like a simple one comparatively. Cause like last, like with two towers, my favorite thing is the big climactic battle and, and the phases of it and everything. I just, and, and I really enjoy it here too. And, and especially how drawn out it is when the elephants come in and uh, you it's know, the elephants. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> it, that's how you're supposed to say it. That's is there name. an edit of that yet? Where it's just oh. his face on all the <laughs> all the Charlie kill. scoops Ashby on the horn. Oh my now. gosh! Yes, that they just cut over now. and all the Oliphants are like, think it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's just that one in the background, like howdy. <laughs> um, oh, so I, I the elephants are beautiful. <laughs> I love all of that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know with this one for me, like thematically there's so much here um you know with finally achieving uh destroying the ring with bringing light back to to man um you know the new king all of these things that happen that Mm -hmm. signal a a new era a refreshing and the next step um Mm -hmm. i think in that like i just i really like the scene where um like i mean i played it jokingly at the beginning but like when like Frodo realizes it's done mm-hmm. when he and Sam kind of just collapse under it. And, uh, you know, they await, you know, death rescue. They don't know, but mm-hmm. when, when Gandalf does come with the Eagles and everything like there, I, I think for me, it's just in, in the film, it's very much the signal. It is done. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, in talking about all of the relatable themes with this, it's one of those just like, I feel it by osmosis and long for that it is done. Mm-hmm. Like in my own, whatever the ring is for me, um, and, and there doesn't even have to be a ring. If there ever is a ring, I long for that time when it's doors. done. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have the ring. Um, it's somewhere. We, and it's by my, uh, uh, it's by my lampstand. Oh, cool. Keep it secret. Oh, oh, dang it. I spoiled the secret. It's quite cool. It's actually been in my pocket. For hey, if that time. means Ian McKellen's going to come visit me, I, I will tell the secret to the world. Yeah. Uh, Let me but... know when. Let me know when. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, you're, you're remember, right. He's not trying to rob you. Right. <laughs> he's trying to help you. Um, oh, so one yes. other thing. Can oh, I the... also give a shout out to 
some of people all that I talk about all the time. The best glove shittos in the movie are the Rivendell blacksmiths who reforge Narsil into Anduril. Find bomb. anyone who loves their job as much as the elf who is hammering that thing. Yeah, because he is going for it. Well, like it rocks. I, it's and got the, so the much music like, is blasting, and it's just like mm. I love nerdy conversations about what off-screen conversations there must have been because we see Arwen telling Elrond like reforge the sword but like we, we do not see nor do we need to this is this is obviously a, somewhat joking we don't see Elrond then go to the blacksmiths and give the order but mm -hmm. imagine the blacksmith's reaction like you want us to do I'm sorry what like do you yeah. want us to the, that you one want us to touch that like that's you are you sure because like, oh, we yeah, can't right. we, we can't break it again like yeah. right the pressure right? Like, the pressure <laughs> yeah like the 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 shards that have been there for three thousand years that are still sharp to the touch as Boromir learned like and and it has such like a again like these two unnamed guys like they are facilitating this final breakthrough mm -hmm. of greatness and it's the music and the yeah the, the low opacity elrond yeah. which is my favorite thing that so happens you like can't have mundane blacksmithing too no absolutely um, no. No. Like, it and has to be if you're gonna do it it has to be epic something to no. jump off of what alden was just saying with the sword like why that's such a moment is i think feeds back into the conversation we had earlier about the sword versus the tunic and it's <laughs> like the sword is the le is legacy like just planted yeah. from the first movie right like mm -hmm. it's the yeah. sword that cut the ring from sauron it's the sword of the kings it's the sword from you know numenor like it's yeah. all this stuff and it's all it's his now it's his responsibility and i think that is why it's such it's a much more powerful symbol than i'm wearing the banner you know i'm wearing or i'm wearing like my yeah. sigil um, look, at that. look at that this continuity. is this is power yeah which yeah. they still are able to work in because the i mean the costume design and the production designer unparalleled to this day and our, our god tier mm -hmm. but the the final aragorn look when they ride on the black gate and he does have the tree and he's got these new oh, cauldrons yeah. and everything like and his hair is kind of back with I, like those, think, with the on. silver jewels like it's yeah. gorgeous oh, even the scene of them getting ready for battle yep. that mm -hmm. scene where his stewards are dressing him it's... like it's whoop. you can barely there see it, it but yeah. Yeah. yeah it is that outfit but yeah. it is the yeah. poster mm -hmm. one yeah and that by the way the the posters for this trilogy are god tier incredible that one is if you're if you're not gonna do um like struzman art for your for your posters yeah like what what they did uh for theirs like with you know the like actual actors positionally yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah like really take notes um if i can rewind a second so did the sword have a different name before it was yes, reforged yes. yes okay i kind of just dropped that i didn't notice that mm -hmm. yeah yes. So it's called Narsil, and then Narsil is shattered, and then the reforged version is Anduril, the Flame do, of the West. Do the names mean something? I don't know if Narsil has a name. I don't remember. No, like a meaning. Yeah, there's probably know. a Tolkien. There's probably a Tolkien scholar out there. It's that like a Numenorean word. Oh, or someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wreck, wreck me in the comments and, yeah. and yeah. educate me, please. Wreck me yeah. in the comments. <laughs> I think it's like the elves. 
did the elves gift it to the Numenorians? Like it's a whole ass story. Probably. Like, no, it's old, like yeah. I can't no, remember. It, it, and it looks like they're probably gonna drop some threads and rings of power because there's one little small. Scene oh, we see it. We see it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. comes up yeah. into the room. There's. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. If I that. if I had to make a prediction, yeah. it if I had to make a prediction, it, it would it it belonged to Elros, the first uh, mm-hmm. king of Numenor. If I had to make a prediction, if they were gonna try to thread yeah. it, yeah. it would probably be that. Um, you yeah. know. Otherwise, why would it be hanging out in this little vault area? What? No. I digress. <laughs> What's Numenor? Numenor is the island nation with which uh, Aragorn's forebearers come from. They yeah. were. It was an island gifted to men called the Adine that aided the elves in the final battle. The of Rangers. Morgoth. Kind of. <laughs> we're getting close. So, so the yeah, the Rangers are the Dunedain. Yeah. And they are so so like Aragorn is eighty years old um he has he has sort of like less potent as the generations have gone on uh long longevity uh enhanced ability uh it's a whole thing but i know he i know he's got healing touch like i know that numenorians were high men they were like in they're like seven to eight feet tall they were they were just like the goats of of the race of men Yes. And they had their whole thing, but then they screwed it up, and it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, and yeah. So, so in, in 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 fellowship, there's a there's one line when you know, remember when Elrond and Gandalf are debating about what to do before mm-hmm. the council, and he's like, "I was there, Gandalf. I was that that whole scene." He has that line where he says, "The blood of Numenor is all but spent; its pride and dignity forgotten." So basically, what he's saying is, is the men we got, Gandalf. Are like the scraps. <laughs> they yeah. they don't make them how they used to. Yeah, exactly. And here's, yeah. and here's the thing. Here's the thing, John. Elrond's brother was the first king of Numenor. Yeah. Yeah. He so was the Elrond. First. Elrond's yeah. a half elf. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, it gets it gets deeper, dude. <laughs> it's like really like some of the most like it's not an insult. It is no. the most overcomplicated lore. Yeah. That yes. And I no, it's overcomplicated it. for a reason. Good yeah. lord! It's, it's like, like, did you know, John, that the <laughs> world of so, so the actual, the actual planet uh, that Middle Earth is on is called Arda. It was once flat. Mm-hmm. Flat Earthers are valid in that <laughs> world because it was true. <laughs> As part of punishment, their god Ilaluvatar rounded the Earth, but. Elves still perceive it magically the way it once was, which is why elves have such incredible sight because they still see a flat plane. It is yep. bananas. Buckle up, buddy. There are scenes there. Elrond's dad got turned into a star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you? Okay, so so John and then and then, then Galadriel put it in her little bathwater vial. Yeah, wait, the little wait, vial wait, that he yeah. gets. The that lights up. Bathwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is wait, the light of Erendil. Yeah, the that's his dad. Is Elrond's dad? Elrond's father. The light yeah. of his. The yeah, light, the light of, of the star. The light yeah, of his yeah. father. So Elrond's yeah. dad literally like, you, you remember in Avatar: The Last Airbender where it's like my girlfriend became the moon. Yeah, like, that's rough, buddy. It's it's actually it's, that. it's, it's actually oh my that. God. Yeah. And Galadriel is Elrond's best friend and mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arwen's mother is Galadriel's daughter. What a life. Yeah. I know. 
Oh my gosh, my brain just broke for a second. Yep, buckle um, up, pal. This is why I said I don't do drugs after I read the Silver. <laughs> right, I, I mean, clearly, my <laughs> God, no, this me. explains <laughs> so whole, much about you people. There's a whole um, uh, Brennan, can you confirm if that you're talking about Aldra? Oh Aldrio? yeah, is that is that Narsil or 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 the no, other one? Sense. The Nar not Narsil, Narcan. No, that would make sense because it would make sense to name if it, if it if the original name meant red and white flame, it would make sense to call the new sword the flame of the west. The flame hmm. of the west, yeah. yeah. Keep it continuity wise. Mm -hmm. That would track. Ooh. Interesting. Well, there we I'll go. I'll buy that for a dollar. Go watch Robocop. Um, if just for this slib action I, in that first oh my scene. gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, it's so juicy. I, I remember. Like my mother showed me so many things she sh shouldn't have, I guess, by normal standards. <laughs> no, we, it changed you as a person. We've talked about this That's okay. um, on I'll the like show you. many a time. But um, the one time I remember my mom like pausing something and like, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was RoboCop. <laughs> it's um, okay. I'm not talking about RoboCop. No, we will though. Uh, the yeah. scene where he's getting his limbs You've shot off. Warned. By the dad from that 70s show. Yeah, don't mess with Red Foreman. Uh, yeah, Not. put some respect on Kurtwood Smith. All right. Oh, yeah. Thank a you. He absolute will put his foot up your ass. Best. That, that That's 90s show. Best. That show coming soon. By the way, quick aside about that 70s show. Has one of the funniest lines of all time and is relevant to Star Wars, so it's relevant to Nerd Herd. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when... Uh, when there's a brief exchange when Eric and Red argue and, and it's after Star Wars has come out in their timelines, I think like season two, season three. Um, because yeah. there's a whole episode about Star Wars coming out where like Kelso wants to go see it again, and Jackie's like, We don't need to go see Star Wars again. And he's like, Well, damn, Jackie, Star Wars is a limited engagement. <laughs> <laughs> like they, it's so funny, but they're at the kid, they're at the breakfast table the next day, and Red's like Oh, all I hear from you damn kids is Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And Eric's like, all I hear from you is dead commies, dead commies, dead commies. <laughs> <laughs> and that okay, is maybe I need to go watch forever. the show. <laughs> I have all of the seasons. If it wasn't oh for Danny Masterson, gosh. I would be watching it right now. <laughs> he's in prison, yeah. by the way. That's amazing. Yep. Hey, um, yeah, that's amazing that he's in prison. Uh, John, like, read wait, the, no, John, read that out loud. Read that out loud. Did the Scientologist get him out? I think I he's know. still. I think it's ongoing. Like he, like the trial is happening. Do you do you pay? Do uh, do you pay? But stay uh, in prison. Yeah. He he is his character from Eight Legged Freaks. This is oh, that's a movie I haven't. Thought you made it real. Years. Or was it Eight Legged Freaks? Or was it the other arachnophobia? That's the one. There you go. Yeah. Eight Legged Freaks has um, David Arquette, right? Or yeah. is that? Yes, yes yeah. it does. There you go. Former we know our UCW bug movies champion. here. We're on topic. Uh, no, we're on topic. Spiders. Shelob. Shelob. Got See? it. Wrapped further in a giant <laughs> condom. Yeah. Seven degrees of separation. Um, you know. Anyway. How comfy must have that been? Not very. Not very, no. no. It seems like it would be comfy being like wrapped up. <laughs> Again, not Swaddled. against your will. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the uh, in in Andor, when the two homies get in <laughs> and Melchi, oh yes, vet, it reminded me of Shelob. Welcome to the wet net. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't have like the Frodo face of it, but yeah, I, I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Um, 
Well, anyway, clearly this is devolving. So that means uh, it is time uh, for it to truly be done. Um, sad to see it go, but yeah. glad to have uh, uh, done it. Um, and, and the conversations all along the way, uh, really enjoyed it. This clearly cannot be the end. Um, I have much more of Middle Earth to uh, learn and explore. Uh, rings rings of power is a thing uh the hobbit is a thing there will be much more tolkien on the show now that i'm into it um Yay! and i'm very happy to be into it and yeah. and i appreciate all of you for being into it uh much earlier than me and being willing to come here and talk about it yeah look forward um, to anytime. listening to me cry over the comforts of home <laughs> themes of the hobbit oh yeah uh. Um, beautiful. And, and that and and we'll have to remind in a year, but just re always remember because some people have very strong feelings about the Hobbit. You know, what, I don't care. <laughs> what, hey, I'm I, with you. I have strong I'm feelings with you. of love. What's yeah. not what's, what's not your favorite you and me. is somebody's favorite. Just always exactly. remember that. I yeah. sobbed in the theater. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And so uh, you all podcast. You're all uh, amazing. And so uh, if you have any shout outs, uh, now is the time. Um, uh, Nikki, you've you've been our star player. Uh, we've <laughs> been true. reversing the the, the algorithm the this whole time. No worries. Um, but, uh, <laughs> wait, hang on, let me make it official. Hang on. There we go. Hey! Uh, hey! <laughs> oh goodness. Next to us. Um, there we go. But yeah, uh, what, what's are. coming up for you, Nikki? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. First of all, thanks so much for for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk about Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's something I don't get to do enough. Because we're huh. so obsessed with Star Wars, <laughs> um, but but anyway, yeah, you can check out uh, the One and Done Film Club, which is a great show I do actually with that guy below me now and our other friend Reed, um, where we explore blockbuster franchises. Lord of the Rings will eventually be one of them, um, and we we watch a watch along commentary episode, so we decide which one to watch and we watch it there, and we hope you uh, anyone listening would watch it with us. Um, so you mm -hmm. can check that out at uh, one. At one the letter N done show on Twitter mm. and podcast. You can check out the Imperial Senate podcast, which is where Star Wars talk happens and all sorts of other odd things happen. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I also do a, a Star Wars Rebel show with Alden that I will let him plug because that is in his domain. Yeah, that's a, a rewatch between worlds. It's over on Octa Radio, Star Wars podcast, where you can get oh. my show. You can get oh, the really? the interviews, uh, the all the coverage of the shows, and then a rewatch is one of the sister show projects that we do there, going through all of Star Wars Rebels um, and all the Star Wars Rebels behind the scenes as well. So we're also tracking like the making of it as it was happening after talking about it. Um, you can find me on Casterly Talk with Ken Knapsack, and Nikki is one of our rotating panelists that comes in to talk about. All things Ice and Fire, uh, Tolkien, and now Willow is all sort of there. That's our fantasy channel. Um, uh, hoping to do some more stuff with Star Trek.com soon. Uh, you know, that that, that that freelance life where you're just like, do you like this idea? Do you like this idea? Um, and uh, yeah, um, Hive's back, I guess. So uh, <laughs> here we go. You know, there you, you go. Know, find days. me at that Alden Diaz uh, everywhere um, or don't. There you go. I hate I, so it's almost dangerous to do, but I I have to ask because you mentioned fire and ice. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, what? Oh oh what what is that? Uh, Game yeah. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay. I just say ice and fire because like it's it's okay. just the, it's it's the easier way for me to quickly say 
all of it all of it. <laughs> yeah. instead of saying game of thrones and house of the dragon and sometimes mm-hmm. other stuff because the the books that game of thrones comes from are called a song of ice and fire but the entire world's catch-all term is also ice and fire okay um, yeah. I got you. I did yeah. not. I didn't know that. My millennial ass yeah. thought you were talking about Mega Bloks Fire and Ice figures. No. Um, uh, I although if there is a channel for that out there, I'm sure that they would love to have you. Free. Oh, <laughs> I will be their one. I will be their one viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a weird thing because like HBO made the decision to call the whole thing Game of Thrones, but in the book series, that's only the name of the first one. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a, it's a weird thing, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I digress. Kev. Kev. When 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 is the live imminent return of the boys? Uh, January. Sometime in January. We're, uh, I'll be moving from my boudoir here into an actual space to uh, <laughs> Snoke's boudoir. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. January. January. We'll be back in January. Oh, good. Can. Can we expect uh, this lovely Christmas tree to, to remain uh, for for that epic journey? That that depends entirely on how lazy I intend on being. Uh, <laughs> really brings the room together. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's glory. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you. It's. I think it's hilarious that I'm an atheist with a Christmas tree. I, <laughs> well, I, was, I was gonna say I don't it's even. A pagan Christmas. I don't even tree. like Christmas, and yeah. I can I can admire that. We like colors hazard. and lights, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. creatures. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is literally I, the I, only I, reason I, the only reason i stick with christmas is because i enjoyed it as a kid and like you know what healing the inner child if you enjoyed it when you were a kid you have permission to enjoy it when you're adult and if you can believe in jesus i can believe in santa claus leave me alone exactly there yeah. you go absolutely yeah. <laughs> um and and so uh to end it out i, I mean obviously you're on if, if you're listening to this uh consensually or not you're 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 there. This is what we do. Uh, we You're invite people that are more <laughs> beautiful and brilliant than we are uh, on to talk about things we love together. Um, and that's what just happened. And we do it often. Um, we are as current- often as we can get about once a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah about once a week. Um, we are up in the air. And by that, I mean, I'm up in the air on if uh, we will have an episode next week or um the week after well if it'll be before christmas or before new year but we will have one more episode this year one way or the other um kind of just a a wrap-up holiday special Mm -hmm. of the nerd herder brand um and ending out uh what's been a really awesome year um you know uh we we've done more episodes um this year than any other of our four years um we have stuck to this crazy thing we decided to start the new year with by going live and inviting our friends it's on. It's been fun. Yeah. It's it, it I, I say that to say like it's not all Mount Doom. Like no. I like this is the 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 semblance of potatoes in my life. This is the thing. And and so like going back to if I can find it. Um Maybe. something that Brennan mentioned uh earlier. Oh my gosh, where is it? It's a lot of comments, man. But, um, you know, basically, like, you know, the the fellowship that has come about in these recent times with the things we do, uh, mm. like, this is that. Like, yeah. um, you I'm know, genuinely you... surprised that you people put up with me on a daily basis. <laughs> right. Put up with you? Put yes. up with you? No, 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 no. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. I'm obnoxious, I'm surprised Kevin. That you're... Yeah, I'm surprised that you're still hanging out with me. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. No. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys get it because your faces are right here. But like with absolutely everyone that's joined, that's just tuned in, that is just like put up with us. Like um, you're you're the fellowship and friends we made along the way. And no matter what our year has been or what yours has been, uh, I hope that much like mm -hmm. uh, many of the characters, but especially uh, leading man Gandalf, um, you can remain hopeful. Uh, yeah. and, and at least take that away from uh, this or or whatever um, joys you find uh, here in life. I can't find the comment. It's fine. Uh, but And you know what? You're not going to skate by it. I'm going to mention it because it made me full-on laugh very hard when you told me about it. We went through our stats for the year. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Guess take what the most lap. popular episode this year was? And how much joy I felt in my heart. No, it was the beginning of the Nicolas Cage project. It was right? Ghost Rider. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. next yep. year, we're yeah. going to be doing more Ghost Rider. Or yep. Nicolas Cage in general, really. Do Every nice thing I just said, I rescind. Uh, <laughs> you have to live with me. <laughs> Darn you people. <laughs> I'm gonna Listen, we have, we have an agreement where I, without prompting, We'll just put on a movie. It might be a Nicolas Cage movie. It might not be a <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie, but you can tap out at any time within the first 15 minutes. Oh, no. Um, I never will because it's you and you love it. And it's you. Um, yeah, that's Roulette. Watch Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> um, so, yes, lots of cool things coming. I, I, I didn't mean to necessarily get ahead of the, the end of year uh, feels and whatnot, but mm. there you go. Um, it's been a heck of a journey, um, uh, but alas, the boat has come to shore and it is time to sail away. Come, come sail away. And so thank you to our lovely guests for joining. She thank just, you. Enya. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, <laughs> and, and in the meantime, stay hobbity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.